Welcome to the One in 100 podcast. This is the bonus episode for the week. Uh, actually, for the month, <laughs> we'll be doing uh, one of these once a month. Uh, it's going to either be myself or one of the co-hosts, you know, between James, Isaac or Kay. Um, and we're going to do a segment called Off the Trade Block. Um this is essentially where we get a chance to talk about a graphic novel or a trade paperback that we picked up and we read. Now, this is a review. It could either be a good review, a bad review or a so-so review, um, but it is a review nonetheless. Um, and we're going to have an opportunity to talk about some of the books that, you know, might be you know, pretty popular in the community. Um, and, you know, people are picking it up and they're going crazy about it and maybe giving some false or over exaggerated reviews of these books, you know, so we're going to do it the way we do, man. We're going to keep it 100 here on the one in 100 podcast uh, off the trade block. All right. So I'm going to kick it off. We got James coming in a little bit later, um, but I'm going to kick it off with a book that hit the market um, and everybody went crazy for it, man. And I was just super excited to see this book. Um and and have it in my hands and in my collection. Uh, this is Fantastic Four Full Circle. I actually did a quick unboxing on my Instagram page. You can follow me at the Black Podcaster. Black is spelled with a six, not a B. But uh, <laughs> shameless plug. Anyway, uh, so I got this book, man. It's a it's not too thick of a graphic novel, uh, and it's by Alex Ross. He did everything for the book. He did the script. He did the 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 illustration the colors all that man this is this is all alex ross uh and it is a beautiful book okay um and this is actually like uh, a team-up publication this is coming from marvel comics and abram abram's comic uh, comic arts um I've never heard of Abrams Comic Arts, but on the front of the book, it just says Marvel Dash Arts. So, you know, that's the publisher for, you know, Fantastic Four Full Circle by Alex Ross. Uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be any other uh, books that come out after this. But, you know, nonetheless, this one came out and everybody went crazy for it. Uh, the The price of the book was $24.99, but I got the book on Amazon for $19.99. So I got a couple of dollars off. Shout out to Amazon for that. But let's get to the book, man. This is what you're here for. You're here for the reviews of the actual story. Um, so if I'm going to start off by saying that the artwork was amazing. You know, uh, you, you can't it doesn't get any better than Alex Ross uh, doing artwork in any comic, whether it's a cover, whether it's the pages, it doesn't matter. Alex Ross is just a G. He's not my top favorite artist of all time or anything, but he he has a lot of respect from the kid. You know what I'm saying? So I really, really dug the artwork, even just the the cover of the book, like the the dust cover like that has art all on the inside of it. And man, he just really used up all the space he could um, for this graphic novel. Um, it's one of those. It's like a bigger size book. So like um, like a magazine size uh, graphic novel. So the pages are really just full of color and everything. Uh, he's the he does the pencils for it. But he also he's joined with Josh Johnson. They do the colors together. So this is a great team. Um, once again, you know, everything, it's not like that. Uh, it's to, so the, to explain the art is not really like, 
it's not traditional Alex Ross, you know, because when you look at Alex Ross's artwork, it almost looks like these are like photographs, <laughs> you know, like this looks super realistic. Um, the artwork in this book um, is very comic book style, you know, like even it it, it kind of takes from like the 60s, you know, when Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were doing uh, Fantastic Four, you know, it's, it's like in that style, but it's Alex Ross all over it. <laughs> like you can definitely tell it has that Alex Ross vibe, but it has that trippy cosmic-y, just bright colors just everywhere, man. So beautiful job on the artwork. But then the story. Um, to me, the story didn't match the level that the artwork was at. And I mean, this is Alex Ross. He's been around in comics for a long, long time, but he doesn't write a lot. And um, I've never read a lot of books that he has written. I do want to try and pick up Kingdom Come. I don't know if he actually wrote anything for that. He might have helped out with the writing, but that's still one of his like top classic books. Um, but this right here is probably not the best um, comic book I have read. <laughs> um and it sucks because there was a lot of hype about this book. I even saw someone say that they should use this script for the Fantastic Four movie. And I'm going to have to go ahead and say I disagree with that um, only because this script really kind of like spun out of the pages of old Fantastic Four books. Like if you didn't read Fantastic Four back in the day. You're not really going to understand some of these characters that show up in this book. But, you know, without spoiling too, too much of the story, basically what goes on is the the, the Fantastic Four, they're chilling in there in the, you know, the Baxter building and all that good stuff. And some type of creature pops up in the in the house. Uh, and you know, Ben Graham and Johnny, they, they kind of see this, this creature and all hell breaks loose. Uh, and it starts to attack, um, the whole family with like these aliens, you know, like this swarm of aliens. Um, and they kind of see this person and they know who this person is. And honestly, in the beginning of the book, they don't even tell you who this person's name is. They just say the guy. <laughs> so you really need to know what's going on with Fantastic Four to understand the story in the beginning. Um, so long story short, uh, they decide that they have to go on a little adventure into the negative zone. Um, and that's actually when the art really gets trippy and really crazy. Like if I was a person that enjoyed um, some uh, herbal drugs, <laughs> this story would probably jump off the pages at me. But um, that's when the artwork is really crazy. But that's also when the story gets really like weird. Um and they kind of meet up with, well, they're, they're in the negative zone fighting through that. And then they get out of there and they meet up with some people. They see another familiar face and the face is similar to the person that showed up dead at their house uh, and released all these, you know, these aliens and swarms of aliens attacking them and stuff. Um, and then after that, they kind of just go home <laughs> and, you know, Reed Richards is kind of like, trying to just figure out what the heck just happened. And I kind of felt like Reed at the end of the story, like what the heck just happened? Now, 
I am not an avid Fantastic Four reader. I know people that probably are, you know, avid readers of Fantastic Four and know the lore of this, you know, these characters. They probably would have enjoyed this more than I. But when I saw this book, I was expecting an updated story, but with the classic art style of Jack Kirby just done by Alex Ross. And I didn't get what I expected, but I'm not mad at the purchase because I love the artwork and, you know, just to have it on my bookshelf is really cool. You know, the artwork is amazing and that's about it. <laughs> it's really cool to look at. Uh, so I'm not sure if anybody else, you know, that's listening had a chance to read this, but I would love to uh, hear what you guys have to say. Maybe comment on the post that I did on Instagram and let me know what you guys actually thought about about this story, the Fantastic Four Full Circle. Um, so with that said, you know what? I know what you guys came here for. James had a big, big uh, pickup this week. Uh, he had a mail call um, and he showcased his book off and people were really looking forward to hearing what his review was. So without further ado, let's kick it over to James for his review on Isom. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's JT. Um, today, I'm going to be reviewing um, a Kickstarter project that was put out by Eric July. Um, the name of the trade is Isom. It's Isom number one. And for anyone who's not familiar with Eric July, this is his first time writing a comic book. He also works for Blaze TV, and he also has a rap metal band, which is pretty interesting. Um, the art is by Cliff Richards, who's worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Batman, and there was a 2005 series by Marvel for Rogue. He worked on them. Part of the reason I wanted to cover this is because for a Kickstarter project, it literally had 30,000 orders, ranging somewhere between 2.5 to $3 million worth of sales for what some people are calling a quote-unquote non-woke comic book. Now, I'm only saying that for this, is that no political um, statements are being made or anything like that. I'm just saying that that was basically part of the platform that it was running on. Um, you know, I read the story, and it's, you know, it was 96 pages. Um, overall, the paper quality was good. Uh, the cover was good. The, the cover art itself was like, I'm going to say a 9 out of 10. Um, they did a really good job putting together the book itself. Um, the main character in the story is Avery Selman, who is, in essence, when the story starts out, he is not living in the city. You know, he's away from everyone. You know, he basically is running a farm, or so it seems. And he gets a phone call from his sister. So she basically was telling him that somebody that they went to school with, um, who went to go work for her company, uh, disappeared. So, you know, she's asking him, she's calling in a favor, asking her, her, her brother to, you know, look into it. And he was kind of reluctant. He didn't want to really do it. But then she was like, you know, he's, you know, she was associating with a guy that she knew, Darren. And uh, I guess he moved him from back in the day. And Darren, for this story, 
is basically the quote-unquote shot caller. He's the so-called kingpin, and he runs a club called Club Merc. It's a little bit on the nose if you ask me, but, you know. Um, so basically, you know, this story takes us going from him trying to find this young lady to him feeling a level of um, disrespect for the way he was being treated, right? Uh, along the way, we find out that they're super, uh, super powered individuals in this story called Excepts. I, I guess that would be short for maybe exceptional, like exceptional people. And, you know, he gets into it with one and he didn't do too well. And then, you know, the story progressed and it went on and they had some interaction with him and his family. And overall, the story left a lot of open-ended questions, you know, and it, it, it kind of makes you want to read the next issue, you know, which, which is a good thing. And it's, it takes comics back to a basic root, you know, it's basic roots. You know, it's basically good guy versus bad guy, you know, superpowered beings and a hint of mystery to your main character. So overall, the book was not a bad read. You know, my thing was, and I'll be honest with you guys, I, I kind of struggled with some of the dialogue because at times it seemed like the dialogue went in and out. But, you know, I, I took into account that this is literally, you know, my man's first, you know, written work, at least from to my knowledge, about comic books. And, you know... Otherwise, you know, the story itself was, like I said, it was a solid story. It was decently paced. It left me with a level of intrigue. Um, the other, my only other issue, really, was that the book was like $35 for the 96 pages. And to me, that's a little high. But once again, I don't know what his, his overall costs were. I don't know what, you know, the fundamentals for him as far as the Kickstarter itself went. But to me, the, the, the price was... A little up there. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the second issue has to bring. You know, and I, I'll probably pick that one up as well. But overall, I would say that if I was if I was going to grade this book, I would say it was maybe an 8 out of a 10, which isn't a bad overall score, given the fact that the packaging was solid. They, they kept us up with constant emails letting you know, you know, you're your shipment's been uh, processed, your shipment's on the way, it should be there. And, you know, we got here when they said. So overall, for a first venture, I think that they started off on a good foot. And, you know, I really am interested, honestly, in seeing where this is going to go. So I can recommend, you know, honestly, I, I would recommend if you can. Now, I wouldn't go paying crazy eBay prices, but... If you can, I would say, you know, give it a shot if you're interested. And, you know, that's it. That's my review. Awesome, brother. Thank you once again. I know a lot of people were looking forward to um, this review, uh, this 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 comic. And uh, Mr. Eric July he definitely shook He's up. Polarizing. The, yeah, he shook up the comic book community uh, with this with this book, man. A lot of people supported it, um, which is great. I mean, I, I said to you before, you know, that's what you're supposed to do as far as um, taking your influence and flipping it into dollars. You know, you have supporters and, you know, he's doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take your supporters, give them something that they can have physical in their hands 
and that enjoy want, yeah. and that yeah. they want. Um, and he's had a lot of, you know, and, and he hasn't shut yet. Yeah, and he has not shied away from it either. Right. I will give him that. I, I checked out a couple of his recent videos just to see if there was any changes or anything. And, you know, he, he was very direct about it. He was like, you know, I'm trying to put out a quality product, but at the same time, you know, and he, he, he actually pretty much said kind of what you said, you know, I'm, I'm putting out, I'm trying to put out a quality product, give you guys a level of transparency, but at the same time, make some money. So, yeah, you know, yeah. which is at the end of the day, we all trying to make some money. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, like we all yeah. have, you know, families to support and different things. Got, and yeah. obviously he's yeah. creating a comic book like, you know, that that stuff costs costs money, you know, to to create. Um, right. You know, my, my only thing with the whole, you know, Eric July thing is that uh, he's not the first creator to want to do something outside of the big two and not the first creator to want to create characters that stand on their own without the big two behind them. You know what I'm saying? Like characters. So there was a lot of that going on uh, in those reviews. Like he did, he's doing something completely new and all that. And that, that's why I wanted to hear your review on it, because there's a lot of books that me and you read and we kind of have similar interests as mm-hmm. far as like oh, independent and, and big two books and stuff like that. Or maybe big three now with image, you know, you can call it all, you know, they're, they're big time too now. So I, I'm definitely uh, I was definitely excited to hear your your review on it. I mean, you know, thirty five dollars. That's too high for my blood. So. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's like anything else. You know, if it's something that, um, you know, you're, you're looking to support, regardless of who it is, you know, then, right, you know, right. then you support it. But I agree with you, you know, in that respect that for some people, it, it, it is a bit much because, you know, we all we all have you know, other responsibilities as well. And the, the, the cost is probably one of the only really sticking points for me, yeah. because like I, like I said at the beginning of the review, I'm not, you know, uh, I don't go through the whole politics of any of this stuff or anything like that, because at the end of the day, part of this, what makes this community unique and what makes what we're currently doing, what you're currently doing now unique, in a way is that everyone's got everybody's got an opinion and all these people are being right. negative and this one's doing this and this one's doing this and this one's complaining about that and i honestly feel and i know you feel the same way that people have lost the the the, the enjoyment of just yeah. picking up a book yep opening it reading it being excited to see what happens to that character and what's going to happen next right Absolutely. That's what it used to be. It used to be you pick up a book, you go in there, you're like, yo, look what Luke Cage just did. I can't believe that. Oh, my goodness. Yo, how he get locked in there and what's going to happen? And then continue next month. And right. but now it's. Everyone has got an opinion and a lot of these opinions, I guess, the ones that people are falling in line with are the more negative ones instead of coming up with solutions they're coming up with you know they 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 have a they have a problem for every solution you're right you know? you're right man and you know what we have a solution for every problem 
We keeping it exactly. 100 here. We're, exactly. we're, our, our job here on the one in 100 podcast is to put the fan back in fandom. Um, regardless mm-hmm. whether Absolutely. the book, whether the book is great or whether it's not, we're going to keep it 100. Oh, you know me. If it's trash, <laughs> I'm going to say it's trash. Right. And, but at the same time, we'll do it respectfully. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I would never, because you know what I mean? I shouldn't even say it that way. Honestly, it's not about it being trash. Maybe it's just not my flavor. You know, it's right. not my flip. It, it because you know one person is gonna collect something. They're gonna like it. They're gonna go, hey, you know that's dope. And you know I might pick it up and read it and go, nah, man, hard pass. And right. and there have right. been books like that that we both read. And it's like, I mean, then again, me and you have similar tastes, so we pretty much like some of the same books. Yeah. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but it's but at the same time, it's subjective. Talking, you know, right. it's subjective. Everybody's going to have like, you know, like you said, their their point of view, you know, when they're reading the story uh, and the story is going to hit you differently than it might hit me. And that's oh, the, the fun part about collecting comics is that conversation after you read the books, you know, Um so, yeah, we, that's what we do. That's what we're going to keep doing here. We're going to keep having conversations about the books, about the movies. Uh, and we're definitely going to continue to do off the trade block, uh, you know, once a month as a bonus episode for you guys on maybe some of the popular graphic novels or trades that have come out in the past or in in the future. You know, there might be some great stuff that comes out. Um, I, I review Fantastic Four Full Circle. You guys heard how I felt about that book. Great art lackluster story <laughs> you know uh and you just heard james's review on isom so make sure you guys continue to uh tune in and 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 subscribe to everything that we're doing we're going to continue to give you that that fan uh that fan flavor over here at the one in 100 podcast so um you know i appreciate you guys james once again thank you for for taking uh some time to give us your thoughts and opinions on on isom man we really appreciate always, you brother always. So we'll, we'll see. Yes, well, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>